Well, good afternoon and welcome to the arts programme. Let me get my little cough in. <coughs> it's a packed programme. I don't know about much time for talking, but uh, um, most, of, most of the programme will be taken up with interviews I did over a period of time and just never really got round to uh, airing them. And the first set of interviews will be with uh, the trikers, the, the, tri- the, the trike... Or, let me see, what are they called again? Uncle Val and his trikes. Um, their bikes are three wheels and they did a fun run from, well, two at loan from all over Ireland and motorbikers came as well uh, to raise funds and awareness for Join Our Boys and it was uh, also remembering Archie. So I was out there uh, as was Archie's Auntie Myra and we chatted to a few people there. So I'll go through the interviews. I'll, I'll play some of them and then one John Brady I'll, I'll have a little chat with the, our listeners about John Brady before we play that one so here we are we're starting off with uh, when I arrived at the at the bikers uh, at the trikers the, I keep calling them bikers but they're not the trikes uh, we're starting off with Ashling. Ursula Ledworth for Ross FM and I'm absolutely delighted to be out here at K Circle N6 just outside of Atlone and guess what there's amazing, an amazing array of motorbikes. Some even with cabins on the back of them. Uh, big ones, small ones. Oh, and there's another little one over there. It looks like a motor car. Absolutely, they're all, they're all very silent at the moment because they've all parked up. I have the leader of the gang, Ashlyn, <laughs> with us here. Ashlyn, tell us why your bikes all came here today. Um, so we run a dance school here in Athlone and we were having a fundraiser and we just thought that instead of having the fundraiser for the school that it would be quite lovely to nominate charities every year for it to go to. And so we decided in light of recent events that Join Our Boys would be absolutely just the best charity to kind of do our fundraiser for. So every year we're going to be doing this going forward for Join Our Boys and the bike run will be held in Athlone roughly in and around this time every year going forward. Um, and they're here and we're fundraising for the boys and yeah, it's a great day. It's a brilliant day. And they're brilliant little bikes. Ah, oh, they're fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. What's your dance school? Attitude. Attitude. Yes. Oh yes, you Attitude. win an awful lot of prizes. So you oh don't. well, a few. You're well known, so yeah. We be well known. We be well known in town, and that's it. Like you know, it's because we're a community-based school. You know, it's really important for us that we do support charities in the area, and that we do support um, just different different interests in the area. You know, but um, definitely join our boys is one that we're going to be sticking with going forward now for the next few years. And tell me, have you anything major coming up in Attitude yourself? Well, now, <laughs> we do. Are we a coup here? Always, <laughs> always something coming up. Yeah, we've got a, competitions coming up now, um, kind of early next year. There's a few competitions that we're going to be getting ready for. We're closed now for summer and we're back open then again in September. Okay. So, yeah. So, during the summer holidays every year, there will be a bike run or something yeah. for Join Our Boys. Yeah, we had one last year and the, the bike run last year was for the school because we were closed during COVID. Yes. Um, and it was just very difficult at that time. But now that we're open again and everything is you know everything is going it's, it's just kind of a nice thing I think to be able to do plus the bikes look super impressive and they're great going through the town when you hear them out with the engines on can't you know, wait for that bit yeah 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 <laughs> honestly god the hairs that stand up in your arm they're hear, fabulous hear the roar of the bike the smell of the, the yes. diesel yes, and yes. wow yeah, oh, it'll be fantastic yeah. so yeah, well. it's really so actually how did you get involved with the bikers well my uncle um, he manages Irish trikes in our in Dublin so he does for the whole of Ireland and um, he actually 
last year during COVID he rang me and asked would we like to have a bike run in aid of the school so I was absolutely thrilled at this because it was really difficult for all performing arts when we were closed yeah. for so long it was it was horrendous and um, so last year it was very appropriate for us to have this for attitude but this year it's not you know and I think there's you know definitely um, like I say for join our boys this is a great thing going forward now a, a yearly a yearly fundraiser and a, you know just keeping the word out so, there so your uncle he'll be coming here today he'll be here today he's on his way somewhere <laughs> they decided to go through the towns and not down the okay. um, dual carriageway right. so I'd okay. say they slow down I see you know? bike coming in now as well mm-hmm. um, will you point out your uncle when you're here now? I will I'll get him on Ross Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No problem at all. Okay. I will indeed. That'd be lovely. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah, no problem. We also have Auntie Myra here with us. Hello, Auntie Myra. Hello, Ursula. How are you? Not too bad. And Good. yourselves? How uh, are you? Uh, we're obviously, we're very devastated and uh, we're heartbroken. And of course, we, we miss Archie loads. I just came out today to say it's thanks so much to Ashley. We're so appreciative. Um, it's just fantastic what she's doing and Val and all the people are involved in it I just want to say a massive massive thank you for joining our boys on behalf of Paul and Paul and George and Isaac we're very very grateful Ursula I know it's a it's a very hard time a very sad very time difficult and very sad but you know we have to also take heart from what, what uh, something like Ashley mm. Ashley is doing absolutely only for these people you know, for We're helping having, and supporting us and all their kindness, it's fantastic. Absolutely and all your supporters, so absolutely, I mean, all over, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everybody, and especially to Ashley and Val for doing this today. Auntie Myra, thank you so no much. No problem, Ursula. Thank you. Thank you, Ursula. Okay. Thank you. So, that was Ashley uh, from um, uh, School of Attitude, Dance uh, School of Attitude. Uh, uh, telling us uh, how the fundraiser came about. The next person we were talking to is um, I'm calling him Uncle Val because Ashton called him Uncle Val. He's the person that organises the the um, the trikes to come uh, to Atlone and uh, um, seemingly a great fundraiser he is himself. So here we are chatting with uh, Val. Um, Uncle Val can I thank you first no of all problem. for coming down no, raising problem. awareness of the funds yeah. join our boys. Well, as I say, no we only, cure. We only found out about this couple of and uh, we, we said we'd, we'd come down and designate the run in Archie's name. Um, we have a chap on the run now this morning. We're just like, his brother passed away with it okay. uh, at 16. And I'll introduce you to him now. Will you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to meet him. Yeah. 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 Have your cup of tea there. Yeah, well, thanks for and much. I'll catch up with you in a few yeah. minutes. Right, lovely. Thank you, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear that the interviews are very, very short. Uh, it was absolutely pouring out of the heavens, and I mean pouring out of the heavens. So a lot of the interviews, uh, either the noise of the rain or uh, my um, recorder got uh, a little uh, a little damp. So a lot of the interviews got, uh, I had to cut short uh, from the recordings that I had. Uh, my next chat is with... Uh, a gentleman by the name of Christopher Shine. And Christopher used to actually work with the Brothers of Charity and was a new Ross FM radio station. So I think he tells us that in the interview. Uh, and Christopher's talking about the different bikes that are there as well. I'm absolutely delighted we have uh, found a biker from Atlone. Hello, what's your name? Christopher Shine. Christopher Shine. Christopher, you're here uh, supporting the Trikers. You're called Trikers. The, the Trikers, yes, that's yes. right. Irish uh, and you're from Athlone and you're supporting Join Our Boys. That's correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a horrible disease. 
Duchenne muscular disease. It is, and there's no cure. And of course, the loss to Archie. That's terrible, absolutely terrible. Such a young age as well, yes. and then for the brother. And, and he would have been bike mad. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. A big crowd, a big wet day, but a big crowd gathered here. There's a beautiful crowd. Um, again, weather was, was, I think, holding a lot of people off, but um, just when it looked like it was a bit small, lots more came in, and it's starting to fill up beautiful out here now, and it's yeah. great to see everybody supporting this. Join our boys. Now, can I just ask you, each of the, a lot of these bikes have three uh, wheels on them. That's correct. Oh, there's, there's, oh, that, that one looks like well, a car down there. The that's one... a can So you have the, the two wheels, a can They have the two wheels at the front and one wheel at the back. Okay. So that's the model of that. Uh, there's loads of trikes. But again, there's other people from all over the country coming here on their two wheels as well. And I understand there's a lady here from Clare. Yes. Clare, they're in from... I was chatting to people from Kildare. I was chatting to people as far up as Cavan. Chris, look at the one there with the caravan. That's fantastic. That, that's riding in comfort and... You have the whole package there, don't you? You do have the whole package there. And it's a, it's a bigger bigger machine. It is, it is. And there's yeah. another beautiful one away down at the there back. Is the, there's older gold wings, there's newer gold wings, there's Harleys, there's there's all sorts. There's another one over there, and actually it's actually in from Denmark. Oh. Um, I've never heard of the make of it before. It's off over here, beside the bus. Oh, um, the gentleman that's, that's riding that is on a wheelchair. Seen them uh, there in brief. They're a great community, all the bikers around yeah. this country. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they oh, yeah. Quite a few of the bikers too who do it up for charity. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, they're getting ready now for the ride out into town. Oh, <laughs> off into town. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thanks, Amelia. So that was talking to uh, Christopher Shannon. As I said, he was from um, he's from McLaurin, but had worked here in Roscommon uh, with the Brothers of Charity and. Uh, quite knowledgeable on the bikes. The next gentleman, I'm really sorry, I don't have the start of his interview, but it was really important, so it was. His name is John Brady. And John Brady had a brother who passed away from Duchenne muscular dystrophy a good few years ago. I just can't remember, does he tell us in the interview how many years ago that was? But... um, I was chatting with uh, with John. Now, the problem, again, is I can't stress enough. The rain was so... It was absolutely pouring out of the heavens. Uh, I don't know how the, the bikers and the trikers came. Uh, it was just so wet, so it was. But here's John into the conversation, telling us about his brother uh, who had Duchenne. That was his taste, not really ours. <laughs> but my father said, one night in the year. He gets, to, he gets to, to watch what he wants, um, but here it was only on for an hour, and then he said to Dad, oh, I don't feel well. We thought, then the character he was, that he was giving up his right to the TV for the night just for us, because we were all, um, but it wasn't. He genuinely didn't feel well. Told Dad, obviously, to call the doctor, 999, and unfortunately, he didn't. He died in my father's arm going into the hospital that night. He couldn't put him on a stretcher because of his condition. How long ago was that? Um, well, that's 45 years ago. And, and I still think of him every effect. day, yeah, every single day, yeah. Photograph me wallet, every day, yeah. So I feel for the parents of Archie, I really do. My heart goes out to them. And Archie has twin brothers. So I heard. Yeah, I've actually twins myself, believe it or not. <laughs> but yeah, when I heard he had twin brothers, which, and same condition, yeah. it's absolutely it's heartbreaking. I, absolutely. My hat's off to the people, um, Archie's parents. The 7th of September is usually Duchenne Muscular Disease Awareness yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, and if you hook in to join our boys, that's the... That's the club that yeah, yeah. we're all part of. If I can see it on my T-shirt. Yeah, no, I will. Absolutely, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and I don't know the last couple of years because of um, the pandemic and all that, but I don't know whether they will be gathering to um, make awareness of Duchenne yeah, yeah. on the 7th or whether they'll be doing something on that. You might like to sort of... 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shireen even, even said it to Val, and Val even thought himself it, there was some other charity. And also, fair play to the other person, there was somebody said, no, that Archie's family and this cause would be a, a more worthwhile cause. But I think I think even Val thought about sort of trying to do something on a regular basis or to, to highlight yes, the condition. Yes, he has done that. Actually, um, as a matter of fact, there's three families that I know that have yeah, Duchenne. Yeah. Well, I only knew of one other, and it was a man who got it in his 40s, which is very, very unusual. He actually lived close to where we lived when we were blown up. Do you know what? This is moving so fast I haven't time to keep up myself, so I haven't. Jack's son was looking, or Jack's brother, one day in the year he really wanted to watch the television and that was the Eurovision uh, Eurovision Song Contest. And that's what he was watching that evening that he didn't feel well that um, John tells us about. Um, So that is um, a a quick introduction to uh, the fundraiser for Join Our Boys and Remembering Archie that um, uh, was held in Athlone and again thank you to everybody who took part in that now I'm going to do a little poem here that I um, I wrote and then we're going to play a CD well Shem's going to play the CD because I don't know how to <laughs> Shem's is laughing he, he gets some part in, in the arts programme <laughs> I wrote this poem about um uh, biodiversity, there's an exhibition coming up in Banlaslow at the end of September and we will have uh, somebody in to chat about that but just uh, I have a piece of art going into it and I wrote the poem about the piece of art. Now the reason why I'm reading the poem now is I'm also going to play a CD that I was given um, uh, recently and uh, in the CD the lady talks more or less the same as I do in the poem. So I'll I'll start off with the the poem. The painting is a bird. The bird. As humans chop down the trees, clear the hedgerows, trim back the bramble, mow the lawn, cut the quick. Where can the birds live? Where do they rest, sleep, mate, nest, bring up their chicks, re-energise, Teach babies to hunt and fly. As humans make way to build concrete walls, building towns and surrounds, there is no home for the bat, the bee, the fox, the fly, the butterfly, the ladybug, the snail or the slug. In our modern world of concrete, where will the bird live? Have we messed up our ecological system created by nature? And I wrote that uh, as part of... Yeah, and we'll come back to you uh, and I'll explain it. Aren't the words very compatible? This is um, a song composed and written by Angela Garvin. She did a songwriting course with John Spillane and he thought her work was uh, amazing. Uh, As people say, I'm, I'm prone to saying... He was blown away by her work. So she has a little uh, CD out, Hills and Hollows. And um, she's accompanied on guitar by John Spillane. David Murphy is on the piano, or Dave Murphy is on the piano. And Nigel Gruffrey is on the violin. And uh, that's one of her composing, composing songs. Now, I just was struck by the words in, in uh, Angela's Song and the poem I had written, um, I wrote that poem probably two weeks ago, uh, and I just thought that they were very, very, very compatible. And I, I, I thank Jerry Jacob for giving me the the CD. It's um, 
it's a beautiful CD and the words are beautiful in it as well. So now we're heading towards our advertisements and um, we'll be coming back um, National Heritage Week and we uh, took ourselves off to enjoy the heritage outing and where did we go? We went off to the old hurdy-gurdy museum of uh, radio in uh, Holt in Dublin. So we'll come back and chat about that later on and the next part of our programme. Well, I don't know what's happened today. I'm not able to keep up with myself and I'm not able to keep up with the, the arts programme either. It's, it's running amok on me, so it is. I hope you're actually enjoying uh, um, the programme and that you're all sitting back having a cup of tea, uh, having your usual uh, Wednesday afternoon rest and are tuned in. There is a few messages coming in. Oh, I'm after hitting another. Uh, let me just right. un- undo that one. There we are. Uh, there is a few messages coming in as well, so... Um, Thank you very much for, for all the messages. Now, um, Heritage Week. And you've probably heard me talking about Rosemary Langtree. Rosemary Langtree and her two grandchildren, uh, Jack and Stephen, uh, and myself took ourselves off to the Hurdy Gurdy Museum. And I, you probably heard me on about it before and you probably heard um, uh, Tony and... Uh, Phil were here before on the on Tony and Joe were here on the program before, but we took ourselves up and we did a we we recorded what was happening and the, the banter and the laugh. Now this is only some of it, uh, but it was a, a lovely afternoon and and well worth a visit. Uh, well, really well worth a visit. So we'll start off with um, we'll start off with. The, um, this is an overview and they talk about the different Marconi uh, uh, radios uh, that are on display here and they actually, you can hear them uh, being um, turned on. The banter is still alive at the old hurdy-gurdy museum and once again Ursula Ledwith back here having a word of a time. We have Rosemary Langtree with us. Hey Rosemary, what? Hi! What well, do you have to say? Oh, this is amazing. Absolutely. Everybody has to come here and see it. It's It's just... I, I, I can't even explain where or, or know where to look. There's so much history and so much beautiful um, actually radios. One nicer than the other, really. And we've been treated so well. Uh, so, you, we got special treatment, I we, think. We did. Thank you very much to, to everybody. Ask Joe, Peter, Noel and Tony. Yeah, and of course the pack who created the collection. Absolutely created uh, we, we the won't forget him either because him either, yeah. Tom, we haven't really met you before here at the Hurdy Gurdy Museum. Tell us what's your interest or how did you come My to My interest here? is radio programmes per se. Right. Like yourself. You, and coming you... from the 40s to the 50s to the 60s Dick Barton, special agent Journey into space. Neither do I, Tony. Oh, you probably never heard of them. <laughs> um, all the various um, BBC programmes. And um, there were quite a lot of uh, programmes from AFN, American Forces Network. Yeah. And Radio Luxembourg, they had things like Box 54, you had Alan Ladd, Humphrey Bogard. Do you remember the Dan Dyer pilot at the future? Oh, that was Luxembourg, yeah. yeah. And the Mekong. <laughs> yeah, the Mekong. Do you remember the Mekong? Yeah. He, he was a, a Ford and an alien, wasn't he? Well, I used he? to know his brother. He lived in Roscommon. <laughs> <laughs> was he on Ross FM? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He could have been, you know, a peculiar bloke he was. <laughs> and do you remember another one that was... Uh, Will you take the money or open the box? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I do remember that one. <laughs> yeah. There was quite a lot of those on BBC. 
uh, Sunday afternoon and some beautiful uh, intro music, uh, you know, Down Your Way was one of the bigger yeah. ones. Um, Franklin Engelman, Franklin Engelman. Yeah, yeah. And a uh, very nice country folk, you know. The, yeah. But you get them the archers, you know the archers? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been down there a long time now and never been up. <laughs> my my well, dad, there was a programme we used to listen to on BBC on a Sunday. It was called Sing Something Simple. Sing you Something, know? yeah. The Mike Sam Singers. Uh, oh, Cliff uh, Adams. Uh, Cliff. Yeah. Oh, was it Cliff Adams? Cliff yeah. Adams. yeah. And uh, what ha- happened was... Uh, we used to listen as a family, you know, we'd get around the radio. And my dad, uh, my dad emigrated several times in the, in the 50s and 60s. He had to emigrate to England for work. And what had happened would be that uh, I remember he'd just disappear. He couldn't say goodbye. Uh. And we'd see him. I remember one time my brother saying, he's gone, he's gone. And we all ran out to the front door and they were cycling around the corner. He'd, he'd cycle out to uh, Westland Row Station with his bike, put the bike on the, on, 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 the, on the train, get the mail boat down over to Hollyhead, and then uh, he'd stay with a, uh, a cousin down in London. But he used to send back letters of where he'd be and, and cycle around. But we used to, every Sunday, he, he used to say, he'd say to us, Sunday... I think it was six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd say, gather around the radio, and I'll be gathered around, I'll be on the radio here, and and for that one hour, we'll all be together. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's when they had really good programmes. Yeah, the the Adams Singers, and, yeah. Yeah. Sing something simple as tears, (laughs) as... Tears go by. Sing something simple, just you and I. We'll sing the old songs like you used to do. We'll sing something simple for you. Oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? Yeah, isn't that lovely? I didn't know you had it in you, Tony. <laughs> when I asked Tony to sing earlier on, and he didn't. Oh, well, I didn't sing. I told him. And you were checking, you were uh, browsing Ross FM this morning. I was browsing, yeah, but uh, I didn't pull in any station, any um, any of your shows. But uh, before I did, last time you were here, I, I, I listened to it. But uh, I discovered that... Um, Pirate Radio yeah. Archive. It's uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, you that, know. That's a Polish station. Is it? What's yeah. that? That's, that's the Morse code. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you're going to do Morse code for us and we're going to get this... Um, okay, and I'll set up the radio and you can come around. Okay, uh, so we're going to go with this radio first, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get yeah. the sparkle. Uh, is this McCorney's radio? This is the it's idea where, you know, it came from. Marconi yeah. used a similar. Jack and Stephen are going to be on the other side of, uh, along with Tony. Uh, Do you want me to say Yeah, I... 2015, we were invited to do a radio programme. Patricia Baker... On News Talk, wasn't it? But in 1916... Opposite the GPO, at the corner of Abbey Street and O'Connell Street, there was a wireless school. Now, it had been closed for the First World War. It was closed down by the British. Uh, you know, you couldn't have radio. But what they did was, the rebels broke into the, uh, the building and uh, got, they got the transmitter going. But there were, there were snipers firing at them. They were trying to put up the antenna, you know, and there was <laughs> snipers firing at them. But they got the transmitter going, they couldn't get the receiver going. So in 2015, in 
preparation for the anniversary, the 100th anniversary, we were invited to uh, send the message that they sent from that building in 1916. And what was the guts of it, Joe? Uh, the Dublin under control, rebels are controlling, the whole city is under control or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was a message which, I think you, did you send that message on March? Yeah, well, so we, we sent that message in 2015 from the same place as the 1916 rebels were were sending mm. it. Wow. Yeah. I have it on the, I have it on YouTube actually. Mm. Yeah. Well, I must have a look at it's it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to say... I'm going to say, well, well, welcome to the Hurdy Gurdy Museum. Is it working? Yeah. That's not sparking right there. That's uh, the Morse code, isn't it? That's in the background, yeah. Yeah, that's fine, that's perfect, that's oh, fine. Yeah. Tony's going to do Morse code around here. What you saw over there was uh, the basic original radio. This is a state-of-the-art radio. And uh, as I say, I, I operate Morse code here because of the history uh, just turn down the phone. Because of the history of the place, I, 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 I uh, you know, Lee Forest was here, and you know Marconi. So they, they were probably. I won't say they were sitting exactly where I'm sitting, but they weren't too the, far away. Yeah, they weren't too far away. So this is a modern radio, and I only operate. I can operate voice if I want to, but in deference to the history of the place, I operate Morse code. So you saw the straight Morse code key over there. This is a, a modern contraption. I don't have to go up and down with the, uh, with, with, with the hand key and pump it. Uh, this one here, this sends uh, the dots. Uh, hold on, let me turn up. And that sends the dashes. So it's very easy. Uh, if I want to, uh, uh, you know, I, can, I, I have the speed here now, 22 words a minute. So... Each of those little peaks there is a radio station. So I can go in and see who is there. He's saying good boy. And he's talking to a station in Lithuania. French station talking to Lithuania. So I can also send. I'm just listening to their conversation. But if I'm looking just for a random chat with someone, what I can do, uh, I send, there's my call sign, the call sign of the museum, EI0MAR. 
and we we've a double barrel reason for that. We've Martello and Marconi, <laughs> so EI zero MAR. So what I can do here is now I can cheat. I can memorize the message, uh, which is I'll show you here now. Uh, I, I, first of all, I have to ask. I don't want to barge in on a conversation, so I ask: Is there a, is there anybody using the the channel? So I send. Listen, no reply. So then I send out what's called CQ. CQ. It's CQ is seek you, and it's the two letters. So I'm going to send that out and see what happens now. Cheat. Cheat. <laughs> yeah. There, I have it memorised in M8. So I'll go. No hands. All right, so you have them pre recorded. And you see what it's reading out, what I'm sending there? How will we know what it's reading out? EI0 MAR. Oh, I see. So you're sending out your. It's like throwing out my fishing rod. Right, yeah, and you're looking for somebody to respond. And I'm waiting to see if anyone will reply. There's some. No, that's somebody replying. Ah, he's too weak. We'll have a look for the door. They're saying. Yes. And you see, the, the higher the the thing, the stronger the signal. Yeah. There's a good strong one. Okay. He's in conversation. Name Leo. Hi, Leo. His location. Lubyanka. Probably from us coming. Is Croatia? No, I was getting mixed up. Yeah, okay, there's a nice one. And uh, where it's 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 not a hundred percent reliable. You know, it depends on the 
atmosphere. It depends on the sun and that. So it's it's hit and miss some of the time. Oh, I think last Sunday there was uh, quite a lot of disturbance because of the meteor showers. Uh, yeah, affected that's New right. York. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And if there's a solar flare on the sun, yes, it can affect. It can, that's it can affected cause at blackouts. the moment. Yeah. Now I can change to different bands. There, I'm not going to bore you. No. And but you've got an idea, have you? Yeah, but I, there's also voice. Now, voice is a little bit like uh, Donald Duck because it's not high fidelity, it's not FM or it's not. So we'll try, I'll see if there's anyone on it. It's all touch, but push, you know, that's all uh, very easy to operate. Uh, let me see now. Now, my hearing isn't great, that's why I concentrate on Morris Cole. But I can't understand that either. Now, if I wanted, I could kind of, I don't know what language is. <laughs> but most, most international uh, uh, amateurs would know English, or they would know how to say my name is. I am living in, you know, very, very basic uh, conversation. But uh, as I say, I'm. Uh, I'm a Morse man, through and through, you know. And you have done Morse on quite a few occasions for our station and for our programme. Um, Steve and Jack, what did you think? Class. Just every corner you look in here, uh, everything, there's a different artefact to concentrate on, so you couldn't see it in one go. No, I agree with you, you'd be coming back. I think every summer you'd be coming back, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd love yeah. What would stick out in your mind, apart from the hospitality, because we've been very well treated, haven't we? Yeah, we've been looked after. We've got VIP access today now. Yeah, yeah. What would stick out in your mind? We got everything, so it was really good and everyone was really nice. So, when we planned this trip a few months back, did you think it was going to be as good as it is? Mm, no. I didn't describe that. it properly, did I? What about yourself there? Oh, we were really looking <coughs> forward to it since, yeah. since you mentioned it. Yeah, and I think Rosemary's enjoyed it as well. Oh, know, yes, just... of course. I'm the bigger child, I think. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this, and, and I just love old stuff anyway, and I love It's just amazing. And I, I really think the old Gurdy, the old... Pronounce it for me again. The old Gurdy Gurdy Museum of Vintage Radio. That's the full title, yeah. And, and you the, know how I got that name, I, Well, you tell us again, but I do know. Yeah, uh, it, it goes back to the, uh, the old days of Radio Aaron. And uh, Sean Lamas was the minister for Post and Telegraphs, as it was at the time, and he was just newly appointed. But he decided to do a he decided to do a, a visit to the Radio Ayrton Studios, which were then located in the GPO. So he went in, and the receptionist uh, didn't recognise him and says, "Can I help you, sir?" 
And he says, ah, yes. He says, I'm just here to inspect the old hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> and that's how Patsy has done that for the, for, for the museum now. Uh, I fell in last week. And he says, I came here expecting uh, to see loads of hurdy-gurdies. He says, you haven't won around anything. <laughs> Tony, can we thank you on behalf of all of us on our trip here? Thank you so much for your hospitality You're to us. You're more than welcome. And thanks for the gift and, as well and the, the and, donation of the radio. Oh, look, and any time you're on Dan and Ross Common, you know you're more than welcome to early Carroll. Yeah, yeah. You do know where they carry. And to Ross FM uh, radio station. Very good, yeah. Thank yeah. you. So there we have uh, our trip to the old Hurdy Gurdy Museum of Vintage Radio in Holt, in the Martella Tower. And we'd have to thank uh, uh, Tony, Joe, Peter, Noel, uh, Pat uh, for. Uh, bringing us around, showing us a tour of the, of the museum and chatting with us. And I suppose at this time we'd also remember Pat Herbert who uh, founded the museum uh, and his, his love of radio uh, and an amazing story as how he come to um, put, how he come to put the, the, the museum together. Uh, a few little things here. Um, the Tain Tapestry, which was on display here in Roscommon, it's the uh, um, uh, Queen Maeve and the the Bulls of Cooley uh, tapestry that was uh, made in different counties uh, were all on display here in Roscommon uh, in the county council offices they're now all on display in the library in Edgerstown and I'm not sure if it's tonight they go on display or tomorrow night but it's one of these nights they're going on display and all five are on display I don't know how long that exhibition is on for but uh, if you didn't get to see the five of them together it really is an amazing um, uh, display to see an amazing quality of work and, and the artists and the weavers that worked on it congratulations again I mean I've been going on about it for a while but it's on display in Edgestown in County Longford uh, for Heritage Week um, <clears throat> the radio station is uh, there's a documentary, uh, Aileen uh, Cust. Uh, she was the first female uh, vet in England, in England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland. And she had a long story um, to become a vet uh, and an interesting story. And uh, she's from... County, well, she, she practised in County Roscommon. Uh, she was Irish, she is Irish, but she had to go abroad to train to be a vet and uh, you know, her journey was not without hiccups on the way. So that uh, documentary is on, on Friday here on Ross FM at 10am. And I suppose the other thing, just remembering the Mass of the Angels is on in um, Athlone this evening uh, while we remember our little angels, so we do. Now, I was at the Cruiser Festival, which is an arts festival in Longford, and this is some time back. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, I will get some of the interviews in that I did at that festival. But I was talking to Shane Crossan, who's um, um, the chief bottle washer, the person that ran the festival, that organised the festival. And uh, he sat and he chatted about the, about the festival, the ethos of the festival, and uh, it's only a small interview, but uh, the... The, the vision for the festival going forward and it was a lovely festival it's all, uh, for anyone who's not from Longford, there was an old uh, depart store providers that would be more for building, and well that's not true you could buy your kettles, your pots, your pans 
a bag of cement, whatever, in it. And the, the big store closed down and providers have moved to a new building. But the, the old store, which is beside the Longford Arms, has been taken over by the arts uh, in Longford and that's going to be developed more and more into an art an art area, I suppose, an art gallery, an art-themed uh, area. And it's this beautiful building. There's a beautiful mosaic floor in it, so it really is well worth the visit. So here we are talking to Shane and uh, giving us a few words at the festival. Ursula Ledworth, in my home county of Longford, here in Providers, and I'm at the Crow Arts Festival. I'm delighted to have with me Shane Crossan, are you the festival director or just the person in charge of everything? Neither. I'm <laughs> you got neither jobs. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in charge of the gallery here. So Longford County Council owns the old providers building and um, I work in the arts office now. I put together a team of people and we refurbished uh, the ground floor here to facilitate the Crow uh, Arts Exhibition, which is kind of one of the cornerstones of the festival, providing a platform, a sales platform, a gallery platform for local and regional artists, you know. And and we also put on a bit of music because music and art and, and coffee, we have a coffee machine too. So music, art and coffee, um, they all go great together. And um, I suppose, a, you know, Providers is such an iconic building. Anybody who grew up in the Midlands uh, who's over maybe 30 years age, knows providers. It's just wonderful to see it being reused in such a, I don't know, how would you say it, uplifting, life-affirming way. Even when I was coming in, I couldn't help but notice the floor, the, the um, mosaic on the floor. Yeah. Straight away, you know, you, you felt you were someplace that had a lovely uh, energy towards the art. Everybody shopped in providers, everybody came to providers. But the floor, I suppose I would never have noticed the, the building before, but it is beautiful yeah, and it, it lends it, itself. It has this kind of geometrical square um, uh, square and diagonal kind of pattern that would have been, uh, you know, very fashionable, I suppose, in the in the 50s and the 60s. And, uh, along with the Formica. Along with the Formica. And it's we took away all the displays and all the floor covering and just um, mm-hmm. revealed the, the old mosaic floor that would have been put down in 1956. Wasn't? Yeah. yeah. So 65 years of age. Well, you're good at the maths, Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day well. <laughs> it's fabulous, so it is. It's a beautiful uh, setting. Tell us about the festival. What's the ethos of the festival? Um, I suppose the, the ethos of the festival, I would have... I would have been one of three founder members back in 2014, I think. Um, and um, it's really just to, you know, to create a kind of a platform that celebrates all the arts in Longford uh, over a year. So it's a bringing, as William Wallace would say, it's a kind of uniting the clans. It's, it's bringing together all of the performance artists, visual artists, um, arts activists, volunteers, um, art lovers... And, and just people who want a good time, just bringing them all together for a mixed uh, selection of, of, of performing and, and, and visual arts and children's arts, you know. Um, and it's, it's nine years, and it's, it's wonderful that it's one of those things that has survived COVID. A lot of things haven't resurfaced after COVID, so it's great to see it back and better than ever. Because previously um, the festival had arts in derelict shops and buildings throughout town. Now the ethos is that they will all come together in the all providers. Yeah, I suppose 
you know, it grew up in 2013-14 when uh, there was an awful lot of empty buildings because of the recession, and it was thought that it would create a it would create a, a trail, a, a circuit of people walking around the town. What we found was that a lot of the buildings, they were derelict buildings, so, you know, you weren't walking into a beautiful white space, you are walking into a, a derelict building. A lot of times they didn't even have electricity and very yeah. dishevelled. So I suppose the idea this year was... Really, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> my phone won't... Uh, I can't get anything up on my phone half the time, and my... Um, my um, interviews seem to be cutting short at whatever. But it was a, a fantastic festival, and thank you, Shane. And, uh, yes, uh, the floor was amazing to see, and I hope you retain the um, the, the uh, floor um, as it is the best you can anyway. Now, um, what else? I just noticed that um, Thomas Edward Lawrence, it would be his birthday today. He was born 1688. He was the son of... Um, a barn. He was uh, born. His his mother. His mother and father actually lived in uh, County uh, Westmead. His father was Sir Thomas Robert Ty Chapman, um, who, uh, when uh, uh, his uh, partner came to live with them, she was the governess. His part. He was married. But uh, he moved on to have a life with Sarah Lawrence and they had five boys. Uh, Thomas Chapman gave up his title and uh, took the name of Lawrence. So he became, instead of uh, being Thomas Chapman, he became Thomas Lawrence. And all their children then were known as Lawrence. There was five boys in the family. So Thomas Edward Lawrence was born in, 19, in 1888 and he went on to be uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Um, he was the eldest son, if I remember correctly. Let me just think that through. Um, no, he wasn't the eldest son. Um, Thomas Chapman lived with uh, Sarah Lawrence, who was the governess, and they moved to... She got pregnant. She moved to, I think it was Dublin, and then uh, Thomas Chapman found out. They moved together to Wales. They lived in Scotland. They lived in different places in England and they had five boys. And one of them boys was um, was Thomas Edward Lawrence, uh, as we said, Lawrence of, of Arabia. And um, he died, uh, I think he died in a motorbike accident. But anyway, it would have been his birthday uh, today. And the goldsmith um, sculpture, uh, Eamon O'Doherty was a Derry-born artist and he um, sculptured the goldsmith sculpture that's in uh, Ballymahan. He also was uh, the Galway hooker. He also did, um, what was her name, the lady in the jacuzzi. Uh, I can't think of her name at the top of my head. But anyway, he he, uh, sculptured her as well. And his name was... um, his name was Eamon O'Doherty and he passed away on the 4th of August many years ago, but it was just a little piece of information I had in my um, in my folder here as I came in. Listen, thank you very much for tuning in. Yes, it was a lovely uh, trip. Um, thank you for the message. It was an amazing trip and I really do think that anyone going to the museum would find it interesting. I know I go on about things sometimes, but this is a, it's a huge, there's different floors and it is a, it's an amazing, an amazing view from, from the tower as well. Um, I don't know what I've done here. I've managed to move all the stuff around and I don't know where anything is anymore. 
Uh, I'm signing out and thanking you very much for joining us um, this afternoon and we'll catch up with you next Wednesday. Be safe. Take care.